www.entertainment.ie I love the way you say film. Hello and welcome to the film show. I'm your new host. Owen Ronane, that's me. I'm here with uh, seasoned regulars Brian Lloyd, Dee Malumbi. I think you're about to say hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Dude, like don't it. nod, Brian. Yeah. I don't know. Yes, you could. This is a visual you, medium. This is it. Because because the show is now in podcast form Absolutely. from now on. See how he slid that in? So he didn't even see it. Just didn't even see it. Didn't even see Wasn't it. Wasn't it always there. a podcast? It was, but now. They used to correct him, Brian, like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I forgot what I was going to say. Great it's, point. It's solely podcast form yes. now. We dumped the visual because we didn't like the look of our faces, basically. Basically. Wow. <laughs> I could not contend with how ugly I look. Uh. And I demanded, demanded that we no longer do video anymore. I yeah. was like, I am sick and tired of my horrible, misfigured face. Absolutely. Being all over the internet. I've had yeah. enough. Also, I think for those at home who... Uh, We'll be glad to know we're no longer on high stools because oh, that was the oh, most yeah. terrifying. I'm very glad. I'm very glad that we no longer have high hey, stools. They, they were movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, I, I got the visual. I got yeah. the visual. You know, uh, language that you were going for, Mike. But like, I hated those things. The visual language yeah. you were going for was, we don't have anything else. <laughs> I, so this is what we're going to put here and sit on. We're now all lying down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're all comfortable now. It's like a therapist yeah. couch. Yeah. I am also obviously joined by Mike Sheridan, old news Sheridan. <laughs> <laughs> old man Sheridan, they call him. <laughs> old man yells at clouds. Yeah, no, absolutely delighted to have you. How are you? Not too bad, Alan. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Oh, it's so awkward. <laughs> not at all, not crickets. at all. Yeah. I did a phenomenal job hosting the show. Um, a Thank good you. few times Sure I'm the one who got him to do it I know Because yeah. you, you can't be trusted No God no yeah, you know I can't I mean? be trusted like, at all No And like D we need, you, you, need these, you, you need these knowledge You yes. need to be able to just drop stuff you yeah, see? Yeah. And you can't do that if you're trying to move things along And also to bring the focus back to actual movies Which speaking of We're now two and a half minutes in We haven't started talking about movies I'm not driving this ship That's all an ad's fault Has anyone seen any films? Okay yeah well no So right let's dive into it We've got some news do we have jingles? I don't think we have jingles. <laughs> we, can, we can make jingles. Yeah. Can you do us a quick news jingle? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> news. Uh, starting up, we've got Midsummer Early Reactions. Do you, yes. you want to tell us all about it? So I am very excited, although also dreading this movie. So this is from Ari Aster, who last year would have directed Hereditary, which was this indie horror film that just ended up completely taking off. Remember it last year with Tony Collette? And yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was a big one. And this one is getting like really, really positive early reactions as well. Even Jordan Peele, as in Jordan Peele, no director of Us and Get Out, is like full of praise for it, saying that it's going to usurp The Wicker Man as the most iconic pagan movie to be referenced so it's gotten some uh early reviews on twitter and stuff like that a lot of curse words here what the fuck midsummer gonna fuck y'all up (laughs) i put them in i put them in i was like i I wrote the article about that it was like i found the like the one the swear oh yeah Yeah, i thought this was d i thought you were a new edgier (laughs) not uh not a visceral scare fest but something so much more unpleasant darkly funny and yes totally fucked brian just likes to put in the tweets that you i'm offended um, but it's got a great class behind it. Florence Pugh, who is just yeah. right everywhere at the moment. She was in Lady Macbeth last year. She's going to yeah. be in the new 
new Little Women film. Our own Jack Rayner is in it. How is um, he in it? You haven't seen it yet. I haven't it's seen brand it new. yet. So it releases here on the 5th of July. So I'd imagine we'll be reviewing it next week or the week after yeah. at that rate. Um, I, I'm assuming it's going to get a screening because Hereditary did off the basis of it getting such a huge international yes. reception. So I'd imagine it'll be something similar here. It's hard to say. My understanding of it is is currently um, the distributor who's looking after it in Ireland generally tend don't to screen oh. their films. Okay. It's enter- Do you remember Entertainment Film Distributors? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they don't screen films here. So unless, I don't know, the IFI or the Lighthouse steps in and decides to hold the screen. I think the Lighthouse screen, is, is showing it, so hopefully yeah. they'll organise the screen. Hopefully they'll do yeah. that. Um, I'm surprised we mentioned Jack Rayner and nobody wants to. Jack Rayner. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like Jack Rayner. I, I do too, but like, no you don't. I like okay. I just think he's the same in everything. Like that's when I interviewed him, he was very I gentlemanly. He offered me a glass of water. Wow. Do you want a glass of water? <laughs> Did he have water? Did he have water? Yeah, it but- was in the little press room. <laughs> yeah. So oh, okay. he like he was going over to pour himself one. Oh, look, I like I've 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 interviewed him as well. He's a nice man. He's yeah. a very very nice man. But like, he has that. Maybe I take it to heart as well because, like, obviously we're fellow D4s, admittedly. Wow. <laughs> this is fair. This is just a working class fighting back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, we've, like, we've scaries, the we've Kulak, we've Kildare. Yeah. So, yeah, you're on your own. Oh, here. yeah. Am I, yeah, I'm repping scaries here. Well, yeah. <laughs> scaries. Get Not- used to hearing that. Like, <laughs> 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 we're going to get a little air horn. Scaries. Yeah. But, I um, like that we're tapping into so much like listenership right now because some people are going yay <laughs> when, boo, did, when yay. did this show get so diverse yeah. <laughs> <laughs> North Carolina so <laughs> and if you're from outside Dublin or Kildare whatever <laughs> <laughs> no we'd love to hear from you but um, yeah so what like you really enjoyed Hereditary I haven't seen it now because as we've established on the show before I'm a big spooky. Wimp. It is really it <laughs> is spooky. it's really messed up though. Hereditary is like really really messed up. Like it's and like not even like it it's it's graphic but it's the fact that what the kind of the story underneath it like the kind of the emotions mm. going underneath it like are really really dark like it's mm. really it's like um the Babadook in that yeah, kind of way and like okay. the Babadook is really about like you know, what if a mother had a child and didn't want to have the child in the first place? Hereditary is a similar kind of buzz. Yes. But it's horrible. But it's really like good, what they did brilliant. with A Quiet Place where yeah. it's actually about family. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, like the whole thing of context or subtext wow. or whatever. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> oh, I didn't say anything. I'm just, I can feel you like looking at me. I want to slag you. I'm just enjoying this. I'm just enjoying this. What's this thing that's going on now? <laughs> enjoying it thoroughly. I want to like, say more stuff and you're just like subtext. Context. Context. I don't know. <laughs> Concordantly. I'm going to be leaning on all of you an awful <laughs> lot. <laughs> okay, we'll move forward to Men in Black International. Ooh. Yeah, so this was out last week. Yeah. Um, we didn't get to review it because we've been on hiatus for a few weeks with like, we're as on Brian holidays. mentioned. Yeah, we're <laughs> Just saying, you were on holidays. Um, yeah, why not? It's the summer. Um, but... <laughs> Unsurprisingly, there's been a lot of backstage drama with yeah. uh, this film. Apparently, there's a full report in THR, but to just summarize it up, the director, F. Gary Gray, who people would know from Straight Outta Compton and one of the Fast and Furious the last films. Fast and Furious. Yeah, yeah. 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 
Yeah. I, I, the was it just one. the last one? Or yeah, did, just the was last there one, two? Yeah. Oh, okay. He did the submarine chase yeah. one with Charlie Theron. Oh, yeah. 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 It's not bad. You know, it's a decent chapter yeah. as far as the Fast and Furious movies go. I mean, we're used to the whole OTT thing. Um, but there were huge um, script rewrites on set to the point where the stars, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson, were pretty much getting new pages of dialogue like every day. <sighs> and that is not a good thing. They brought their own writers on. Yeah, they had their own script editors. Yeah, personally, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was. It was is just that standard practice? Yeah. Is that ever- Sean Connery did that on The Rock? He brought his own writer in. <laughs> he does that a lot, <laughs> and they're the lines that he gave him. He does Give that me a lot. crazy lines. Yeah, no, because he did. Like he did that on um, the Hunt for Red October as well. That speech that he gives, the one that I was messing about with beforehand. Can we hear it again? Don't, I know, like, I because once I start, I can't stop that speech. Like, <laughs> can we hear the first sentence of it and then Comrades, do stuff? <laughs> this is your captain. It is an honor to. Sp- yeah, I can do the whole thing, but anyways. John Milius wrote that entire speech. Amazing. Like, yeah, like he, like that's very common. Yeah, like he does that. Like Sean Connery was like well known for doing well, that. Well, the rocket oh, was, uh, uh, losers always whine about doing their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. <laughs> <laughs> and, Nic- and Nicolas Cage goes, Carla was the prom queen. <laughs> oh God. The rock also has my favorite line where it's like, uh, Nicolas Cage is standing beside the missile and goes, hey, do you like Elton John? And the guy replies, I don't go in for that soft ass shit. <laughs> and that tees him up to say, well, you're the rocket man. And then he hits <laughs> and sends him off into the San Francisco Peak Bay. 90s action. Peak 90s I love that. I've been hit in the stomach by a missile. What was it? True Lies had it where the guy was hanging off the side of the jet. Arnold Schwarzenegger pushes it and goes, you're fired. And he goes flying <laughs> yeah. through the building. Yeah, we got it. I think that movie's about to turn. Is it 30, 25? 25, maybe? I would think. True yeah, Lies, yeah. yeah be, this month, so. Yeah, there yeah, it'd be 25. So True Lies yeah. would have been 94, maybe? 94, yeah. 95. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. James Great Cameron's movie. last movie before it attacked. Yeah. That's wow, right. Yeah. 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 Good film. Um, oh yeah, if only Mac- Men in Black have that. In Black. Yeah, oh yeah, right. So Brian was the one who actually saw this, so he can tell us how bad it actually is. No, wait, did you see this? Men in Black International. Yes. No, I didn't see it at all. Oh, who no. did we have review it? Oh, that oh, James. It was James. It oh, was uh, so James Anderson. Yeah, James yeah. Will Anderson uh, went to went to review it. But like, you know, it is one of those things that it's. <sighs> who wanted this? Yeah, I'm being serious. Who? Who among us here was like, oh my God, I can't wait for them to reboot Men in Black. I wanted to yeah. see Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson team up again. Because I mean, Thor Ragnarok they was, was great. great in that yeah. Um, but yeah, Men in Black was like a 90s thing. We d- It was perfect there in well, the 90s. Well, talk about that in the piece. Don't yeah. They're like, is, is a worldwide going forward to this without Will Smith? Mm. And evidently yeah. no. no. Evidently not. Because even yeah. the third one, I thought it had all right bits, but it was the same director of the originals. Barry Sandville. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. then... I don't know. It was just Chris Hemsworth's not a movie star. He's not going to put bums in seats outside of the Marvel universe. He needs some serious kudos coming from either a Hulk Hogan biopic mm. or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. He's 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 got that thing. And this interior I had years ago. You can't be too attractive. You're yeah. not relatable when you're too attractive. There are rare occasions like Brad Pitt and stuff, but they're anom- anomalies. Yeah, it's so rare. Um, I don't think maybe I don't know if it's a relatable thing with him because I don't think he's a bad actor I think he's quite charismatic but he's had too many flops in a row now yeah it's kind of like what, what happened with Taylor Kitsch like Taylor Kitsch was a similar buzz as well though. Like he was a really he, you know he was in John Carter yeah exactly mm-hmm. and that was a huge flop yeah huge and they flop, put yeah. so much money behind oh him oh my god I just realised I never heard from him again <laughs> and that's it that's it that's it, <laughs> it but never no, but came up the, yeah but then he went off and did like True Detective yeah. season 2 and he was good in that he was, he was really really, really good. Not a bad, again not a bad actor not a bad actor yeah. but like mm. it's that thing of like very very pretty men 
yeah. seemed to have a really short shelf life. But I mean, you think he'd be known, Hemsworth, that is, would be known as a comedic, comedic actor now. I mean, if you look at how Thor changed from the, the entire, first movie yeah. to the but end. You have to like, see how everything, all of the humor that's played up on Chris Hemsworth is, oh, how good looking I am, but I'm actually kind of stupid. I'm a dumbass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he's wearing a fat suit or something Even like, like that. Even like the Ghostbusters so, reboot kind yeah, of did that. He's yeah, a himbo yeah. or whatever. So, And I think he was good in Ghostbusters, it's just the film didn't make any money, so there was no... Impetus uh, yeah, for there's, it no, to, there's no reverberation yeah. of success afterwards. Yeah. Tell me a yeah. bit about this Hulk Hogan biopic for two minutes. He is, uh, yeah, apparently he's going to play Hulk Hogan. Um, I think Todd Phillips is going to direct it. The guy who did The Hangover right. and he did, he's doing Joker. Uh, Netflix are uh, going to uh, produce it, I guess. And I'm very, very excited to see what happens. With it. Because there was a story a couple of is years... Is it a really straight one? Sorry. It's I like don't know. The wrestler or something. I, I, no, I think it's probably going to be like, uh, what do you call it? I, Tanya kind of vibe. That's what that's okay, the vibe yeah. I get. I loved from, I, Tanya. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I get that kind of vibe from it. Like, because like the real, the real behind the scenes stories about Hulk Hogan lend themselves <laughs> to that kind of eye tiny vibe no genuinely like, like all the steroids and all the cocaine they were doing in the 80s and like the injuries that they had and all that kind of stuff like there was one um, Bradley Cooper was apparently going to do a biopic on Vince McMahon and David O. Russell was going to direct it no and were, yeah, way and they were going to do it and it was going to be like um American Hustle, Goodfellas kind of vibe, sure. and like I don't think anything ever came of it. How they got set up in exactly, wrestling. yeah, it's yeah. in the '70s, and it's all and everyone's doing cocaine, and everyone's taking steroids, and they're all riding each other. Like, and like, you know, don't, don't get me wrong, but like, it's a great idea. It's, it's a great idea. Like, you could totally do a Goodfellas, Scorsese X story about wrestling yeah. in the '80s, like because. The stories are that crazy and that. I think wild. it gets yeah. so dark though when you move. Oh, it gets so dark. Yeah. Chris Benoit that's it. And yeah, that's it. Like the fact Owen that like Hart, Owen Hart, yeah, and British Bulldog dying, and like all of these guys. That, no, yeah, see, that was it. Like all those wrestlers in the eighties and nineties, they all it died. caught up with them. And all yeah. caught up in them. They all died very young, like from you know uh, drug and alcohol heart abuse, strain. heart strain, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and like the ones that are left are so fucked up. They can barely stand like Mick Foley, like that guy who played who was Mankind. He can barely walk now. No like. way. So like it's myself, it's, myself and John Balf did a podcast. He used to work for Entertainment.e about mm. oh god, I don't know, eight years ago with Mick Foley in Belvedere College. He yeah, stand up comedy. So it's the most surreal. What was so he now, like? He's really lovely. He's a really lovely yeah, man. He's, really nice he's man, huge. Yeah. yeah, like he's huge. He's like three wits of me. Yeah, it's just like this block of a man. Yeah, but he was really nice. But apparently, the show did not go well. He got heckled for the whole show oh. by some drunk people. Oh my um, god! But yeah, we did stand up comedy for a while. I'm not sure if he still does. He's doing like speaking tours. Yeah, like yeah. speaking tours and stand up comedy. Yeah, he's hey McFoley, hire me. He's really good though. He's <laughs> yeah. like, that's where the on money stage. is. Yeah. He's um no, he's like he's a very McFoley. Like, he's a really that's what I'm saying. Like these wrestling has like such interesting characters. So. There you go. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what I was after. I've got insight now. Did I get two minutes? I, 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 I think you got four. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, okay. Fair enough. We have... Um, you did conducted an interview just yesterday with Hugh O'Connor from I Metal did. Heart. I did, yes. Uh, yeah, we talked Can you to... tell us a bit about the flick? 
I can, yeah. Uh, we're going to review it in full next week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about these uh, two teenagers. Irish film. Support Irish local. film, yeah. Support film. Yeah, support local Irish film, yeah. Uh, Hugh O'Connor directed it. This is his uh, feature-length debut. He did a couple of shorts before. People may know him from My Left Foot. He was King Louis in Three Musketeers. I just still, found that which out. Which you I just found out. <laughs> I thought everyone knew that. As soon as he said it, I just, the long brown hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. the long brown hair. And he did um, Your Bad Self, which was that comedy I series. I loved those. Yeah, yeah so they much, were really yeah. fun. And he did, um, yeah, he's just been, he's he's doing, he does a lot of photography as well. Last year for um, for the Virgin Media Dublin Film Festival, he had this um photography exhibition of like loads of famous Irish actors that he cool. knew because he's pally with like Andrew Scott and stuff like yeah, that cool. and he did, with Gleason did and the stag and yeah exactly yeah, the stag. yeah. yeah exactly yeah. it's a real um, clique there isn't it they all kind of know each other yeah they all seem Amy to know Huberman each other Amy Huberman all that it's, it's, it's the D4 mafia that you know <laughs> D is hey, don't of. point at me you're from the D4 like, she's I'm the I'm not Don. friends with the actors yeah, <laughs> I wish yeah. you're not a million miles away you're old money too Anyways, um, <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, Hugh O'Connor, anyway, was good enough to come in and we had a chat with him. So I guess we'll hear that interview at the after our reviews, or do you want to? Do or it? immediately. Obviously, I know you from acting and, you know, from, uh, you know, the photography you did in, for uh, Vimdiff last year. This, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but this seems like a really odd choice to do as your feature length debut. Why this? I know that's really weird. I mean, I I mean that just in the sense of like I would not have associated like a kind of a teenage rom com with you, like, or is that or am I just completely no, I talking know, out of my I mean, ass? No, no, I I know I know what you mean. I mean, uh, when I first approached Paul about this a good few years ago, um, we were talking about kind of a well, I, I guess I had sort of said to him, you know, if we if we got to work on something together, it would be we wouldn't have much money so we were talking about sort of like graphic novels that we liked and and I was saying you know maybe a teenage Twin Peaks or something was kind of my original pitch and and he came back with this idea about two sisters uh, one being a goth and one kind of being like an influencer who had yeah. their life kind of sorted out and it seemed like a, a sort of a sweet idea that you know uh, you know it felt like it was worth investigating and so I was kind of always pushing it a bit darker but Paul's writing is very funny and warm and so it sort of evolved into this thing and even with the film board you know Screen Ireland now you know they were sort of saying to me during the initial kind of development of it you know what sort of film is this going to be is it like a Donnie Darko or yeah because originally the script was quite different in terms of the story where it went um really dark and weird and uh you know it, we could have done that and it would have been it, it could have been really good but um in a way I'm finding it now in terms of bringing the film out you know it's it's good to know what sort of audience you're going for when you're making something I suppose like this uh you want people to see it and and hopefully it's it's you know hopefully it's good but um it, it just felt with Paul's tone it felt like going a warmer kind of John Hughesy way yeah kind of felt like the right way for the story not so much like the kind of film I wanted to make sure. I hadn't kind of set out to do that but the more we worked on it the more it felt like if we're going to get this done and, and if, if people are going to go and see it that it should know what it is and the more we worked on it the more it felt especially with Treasure coming on board and you know they have a certain type of film that they make too and yeah, they like were, I went down and, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and even Handsome Devil and, and The Stag you know I would know John pretty well and um, you know it's like it just every sort of story seems to have its own like journey yeah yeah <laughs> and that's where it went you know so so yeah it's true i wouldn't sort of associate myself with a teen comedy but you know i love comedy yeah yeah so yeah. you know in a way that wasn't a huge stretch and i do love you know i have done a few kind of stories about teenagers and you know maybe i've just never grown up myself but. no it's funny because it's it's yeah because i mean we were just talking before we before we started about your bad self and i was thinking okay sure that makes sense you know going from your bad self that kind of thing yeah. into something like this yeah. um 
at the same time though I mean I, I, the thing that I, I, I'm always kind of conscious of when it comes to like teenage comedies is that your references have to be really up to date because you know even if you, even if you're up by 5-10 years totally teenagers it, change exactly. and, they, yeah. they move on so quickly yeah. and speaking as a reformed goth myself I was watching this and I was like are goths still like this do they still do this I mean did you have any kind of I don't know contact or research with goth subculture in like South Dublin <laughs> um, well you know being a former crap goth in my teens same as no, yeah. but no that's 30 years ago so like um, you know Jordan was a great was a great guide for us because she you know been doing sort of press today actually and, and you know she she's very much into that world sort of you know as into the she went to the cure in Malag Castle last week and you right. know she is the did you go of, by the way I didn't go no I, I didn't go either I'd love to have gone um, there's, a, there's a video up on YouTube that I was just looking at that was pretty good quality um, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know we definitely relied on Jordan for you know exactly that you know in terms of what would feel right and about you know teenagers today and um and authenticity t- totally and the look and, and Leah as well you know they were both really really important to us in terms of how the, how the thing felt and, and if it felt real you know and um, because obviously it's it's a stylized comic world mm. but at the same time we wanted to yeah, as you say you know be relevant to, to to the kids today um it's funny you mentioned there about it possibly going darker and I think you know as I was watching it, like Mo Dunford's character, I felt there is that kind of creeping toxicity about. I mean, obviously, he is a toxic character yeah. because he just uses people and then yeah. throws them away. But yeah, the whole time I was watching, I was like, this could just fucking just ever so slightly just move and then it's into something really deep and dark. Yeah. I would imagine when you're on set, I mean, like you said, that was the original idea. I suppose you kind of had to rein that in. Was Mo ever kind of thinking, look, let's go dark with this? Like, or how did it go on set? Like, well, I mean, it was it was definitely a discussion all the way through, and Mo had had huge input. Um, I mean, he is a kind of a you know we we talked about his character as being someone who maybe is suffering depression and kind yeah. of you know is you know I think maybe a deep down he's not a bad guy. He's just sort of you know lost lost and in a kind of a you know maybe into addiction and gambling and stuff like this. So so we we didn't want it to be creepy because we wanted Jordan to have a lot of agency in terms of what you know her making the choices and you know having yeah consent is really important i mean um you know we never wanted them to 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 be together without her feeling comfortable that sure. was a huge thing so from the beginning we were like this needs to feel like you would do this um you know you do fall for the wrong people when you're young and yeah. you know in a way coming from her point of view and, and some friends of mine some some girlfriends who you know definitely talk to about this too and they're sort of saying at that age you can fall for like you know I was the the nerdy goth friend who, yeah. who would never the girl would never fall for whereas the kind of the, the guys in music you know he's in a band he's, he's a bit older he's cool you know in a way hopefully it felt it felt like it, it could be believable while also knowing that she's doing the wrong thing so yeah. it's kind of about her finding her her way through life without ever being naive or or you know forced into anything yeah no it's funny because yeah i mean you've hit on that exactly the idea of like that you know when you're that age you don't know who you are and even like presenting yourself as a goth in a way is a sort of putting up a shield and saying i'm this i'm only this you can't go beyond that like yes and that's a real kind of I, i guess you know again this is probably more for paul in the script but i suppose i love your input as well how do you thread that? How do you thread that kind of between A, it's a comedy and then B, we want this to be emotionally real for the actress and for you as a director? Like, Yeah, I mean, I suppose, again, you know, in terms of Jordan as Emma's character, like it was important for us that she felt quite real and, and you know, suffers as well as, yeah. you know, and even if it is, you know, it's a middle class story, which isn't always seen here. And, you know, by nature, that's less 
you know, there's less at stake because, you know, there's no huge financial problems. Sure. You know, you're, you're, you're suffering in very superficial ways in yeah. some way, but it matters to when you're a teenager, you, you know, no matter what. It all what, feels huge. It like. does feel big. So in terms of that, you know, it felt like she needed to be real and then everybody else could be a little bit funnier or a little bit more in this kind of comic world. Um, like we'd love teenagers to to be entertained by it and not feel like they're being talked down to in this. Yeah. Um, but that, that it was kind of being made with them in mind and it had to be appropriate while also, you know, being true to itself. So I hope that makes, makes sense. Yeah. You as an actor though, I mean, you know, Directing, I mean, was there anything in it that I suppose directing, you know, a full length film for the first time? I mean, was there anything in it that you, your years of experience as an actor, that you thought, wow, shit, before I would have been like, I hate the director for doing this, but now I see, oh God, they were right the whole time. Was there, <laughs> were there, well, I suppose, what was the biggest lesson you learned from directing? Ooh, um, I mean, so much. I learned so much from it, you know, and, you know, you see your mistakes at the end and, and that's that's always the way. And you just have to, you know, learn from it. And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm really, yeah, I mean, I'm really proud of it. And, and you know, uh, and you do learn so much. So it's been a huge learning curve for me. I mean, I suppose being an actor, I could I could, you know, appreciate where the actors were coming from. And, and I do sort of photography as well. So I, and I love that. So. It, for me, it's a lovely balance of the two worlds of, you know, behind the camera and, you know, working with actors as well. So that that for me was was um, a real joy. And and, and I, I suppose you say yeah. that we're, yeah, I feel like you're almost saying that with gritted teeth. It's a joy. <laughs> no, I, to be honest, like I was really? annoyingly the most per, most happy person on set because I was so excited to be doing it. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, even for for a small sort of story, you know, it was a huge opportunity for me. So, um, and you know, I've been directing for probably about ten years. So it wasn't that I was totally, you know, coming oh yeah, to green, nothing, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Oh, I still, you know, a feature is a different, a different world. It's a different beast. Like. Yeah, I mean, I remember talking to Dave Tynan quite a bit. We were kind of shooting around the same time, and you know, just kind of. Uh, almost Passing like notes totally and, and, yeah. and you know talking about how we do it and, and the stresses and the ups and the downs and all that so you know it seems like it's a very supportive community here at the yeah. moment like everyone's looking out for each other and wants each other to do well which is really nice you know yeah I mean that's it yeah I mean like you look at Dublin Old School and yeah. the reactions yeah. that that yeah. people hand to that it was but. great yeah I mean it's it's. I suppose and this will, I'll finish on this because I know we're tight for time um, with regards to going forward I mean do you see yourself you know, wanting now to follow on with directing? Do you want to continue acting? Do you want to keep doing photography? I mean, what do you find yourself being drawn to more as you, after this now? I want it all, Brian. The dizzy dizzy highs, the terrifying lows. No, I mean... The creamy middles. (laughs) The creamy middles. I, you know, for me, it's kind of part of the same thing. Like it's, 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 I guess it's telling stories, but, um, you know, I will always hopefully act. I love it and I get so much experience from it and, and you learn every time yeah. and you're terrified every time and it's just the same with directing I mean you've got a bit more control as a director because hopefully you're you know if you haven't originated the project you've you know you've been involved with it in some sense so you know when you're when you're directing you're really appreciating when you were an actor because you had less to do and you're still stressed out about your own stuff but then with the director you know you, when you're directing you're appreciative of the actors because they're bringing it to life where you've been kind of struggling in the the void of it yeah, yeah. so you know I, I and you know I, I would love to keep doing it all I mean you know I, I really hope this goes down well <laughs> and um, you know at the same time I'm, I'm you know working on a few other things that I hope might happen um, are you writing? I'm writing and yeah working on a couple of different projects you know um, so we'll see but um, but I'm also auditioning again which is really nice you know as an actor so uh, that's that's another whole world that you're going back into so you know I, it, it's you know they do say God laughs at those who makes plans but um, you've got to try and make some plans but at the same time yeah. as an actor you're not you know you almost do depend on what what's 
happening from day to day. Your yeah, role can change tomorrow with a with, with one a, job. With a phone call. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, actually, funny on that. Like, I mean, going into now that you've done like a full length film, I mean, do you well do you do you think this will change your performances as an actor? It would, wouldn't it? I mean, just by nature of you now have empathy with the director. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, ever since I've started it, I definitely have looked at it in a different way, and I've definitely appreciated the acting more. You know, because sometimes you can be a little bit down in yourself, or because you know you're only right for certain roles, and and that's you see that more as a director than anything else. You're like, of course, it's not about the actor being good or bad it's about them fitting into that the world. role yeah completely so it's never as long as you can feel like you did a good job in the audition you know you can't beat yourself up too much so but it definitely does it, it makes you appreciate both sides when you're on, on on the other side of the camera you know and we have a couple of tickets to give away for metal heart as well i believe brian do you want to tell us some? yes yes we do uh there is a screening of metal heart it's the premiere isn't it's it? the premiere yeah and i am now <laughs> Look how prepared I am. Okay, so I'll, I'll talk about details while Brian yes, pulls up. Um, please do. So we have 10 pairs of tickets to give away. We're going to be giving them out over Facebook and Twitter. So if you just look out over the coming days, and particularly over the weekend, we'll be pushing this out. Um, we'll be sharing this actual film show podcast on Facebook and Twitter. On Facebook, you have to comment. On oh. Twitter, you have to retweet. Oh, so, yeah, sophisticated. So yes, a chance to win those tickets. I think there was some deliberation about whether it was 10 pairs of tickets or 10 tickets. Brian, yes, did you... it was 10 pairs of tickets. Yes, yeah. it was 10 pairs of tickets. And here's what we hear are the details that I now suddenly have in my hand. Um, so it's going to be at Movies at Dundrum uh, on Tuesday, June 25th. They will have mocktails, pizzas, and there's going to be a tropical popical nail bar. Ooh. And that's from 6 p.m. Uh, with the film starting at 7 p.m. And we have 10 pairs of tickets to wow. give away. And if you want to win... Uh, we're going to tweet out this show and our interview with Hugh O'Connor. Just retweet that and then it'll be entered into a draw. And then wow. you could hopefully be going to see Metal Heart and movies yeah. at Dundrum. And an Facebook offer. comment too. And Facebook comment too as well. Yeah, yeah. Nice one. So, yeah. Thanks very much. See, it's totally flawless. <laughs> totally seen. You'll be there manning the nail bar. I'll be manning <laughs> the nail bar. I do. No, I like really He used bad. to paint his nails black. Wasn't That's right. It? Yeah, because actually, yeah, when I talk to... Which is kind of in theme with the movie because like, the correct. main girl is like a punk. So I she's a goth. It, yeah. Oh, she's a goth. Oh, there's actually, a, there's rewind. A can you tell us about the movie? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So um, well, one, we'll talk about it more next week. Talk okay, about it more we'll next week. Yeah. yeah, but it's basically about two daughters in a, a two young teenagers in Dublin Four. One's a goth, and the other's a beauty influencer, and it's their relationships and their whatever. Sounds and like a real romp. Sounds like a real romp. But um, no, I talk when I was talking to Hugh O'Connor about it. Both of us are reformed goths, and we were talking about that. Ah, so. what was I it? Just the nails? A little bit, yeah. Like it was like, bonded. Bonded. It was like oh, bonded, yeah. I didn't realize tell us about your peak goth. Yeah. Oh, like I used to, I used to have like black nail varnish, like actual black nail varnish. Legend. Was yeah. it black nail varnish, or you told me that it was even like black marker? Yeah, it was used. black marker. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 you see, this was Brian. it. Yeah, that's yeah. much yeah. sadder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Behind sitting in school, coloring in his fingernails. <laughs> yeah, yeah that was literally. Yeah, that was. It used to get the black, like the black. Remember the the really thick uh, markers that used to like you sniff and you yeah, get yeah, off, yeah. and so you used to like use them. <laughs> Don't do, yeah. Don't do that at <laughs> Don't home. Don't do that at Don't sniff markers. Don't sniff markers. But yeah, that, that thing, you know, I used to like... Did uh, you have, uh, I think the closest I came, which maybe everybody had, which was when you'd... Uh, Cut a hole, a thumb hole. Oh yeah, that, no, of course. School yeah. jumper, completely. I had the dog chain as well. No way. Oh, I had the dog chain. You were like bonus the, you were points like, if it was attached to nothing. You're like the opposite yeah. of a goth, though, right? I can't imagine you were never a goth, were you? No, no, no. But I had long hair. You're like a comedian. I was. <laughs> I was what would have been known as a masha. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. So, 
But See I that. don't actually listen to that much music. So. See, there you go. It's all, it all just about image. It was all yeah, just about, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So speaking about reminiscing about our childhood, I've heard that Toy Story 4 is up for review. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. That's so seamless. And that's how we segue to reviews. Yes, Toy Story 4. Um, no, no, no. That was your cue to do a sound bite. Oh, do I need to do a sound bite? You're the soundboard. Okay. Reviews. Really good. That was bad. <laughs> It's like an echo. I created the echo myself. Pre-production, pre-production. It's so good. We need Davo to come back. Jesus. <laughs> actual sound. He's in, he's in Greece, isn't he? When is he back? He's in ancient Greece. In ancient I Greece. think he's in Santorini as we speak. Yeah. When's he back? Uh, tomorrow. Oh, good. No, right. wait. No, I must have got that wrong. I don't know. You took a stab. You took a stab at it. So Toy Story 4. He's home right now. So yeah, Toy Story 4. This is brilliant. This is really, really good. I think like everybody else, and I, I think if we go around the table, nobody was particularly jazzed about the idea of a four Toy Story. I just thought three was so good. Per- Correct. Three was so perfect. Yeah, it, it was. was. You're going to yeah, make yeah. me it ended. It ended so, so well. Like, there was no reason for a fourth one at all. But coming to the end of this, of the fourth film, I was like, I really, really enjoyed that. I don't necessarily see it as an ending. I see it more like an encore. Mm-hmm. Okay, in the sense yeah. of like, the concert came to an end. We're going to go back out for one more and play one more kind of hit. Mm. And everyone's going to really enjoy it. Unlike Spice Girls did. Did Sorry, Spice Girls really, not do an it no, encore? it really bummed us out. But anyway. Oh, okay. There will be no encores. But, yeah, <laughs> but, that, no, but, that, but that's, that's, sure. really, that's really how I would uh, approach Toy Story 4. It's not the start of something else. It's basically, it's all the characters you remember. And this is just like one more run, one you more run. Have a dice. little adventure with them. Have a little adventure, and like the new characters that they bring in are really, really good. Like, yeah, you know, um, what's her face, Christina Hendricks, who people might know from Mad Men. She plays this character called Gabby Gabby, and she's kind not necessarily the villain, but she's kind of like the one that they're all kind of afraid of. Sure. Uh, our pal, our good pal, Keanu Reeves. My good oh, pal. My good, good pal. Your good pal. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. We've said today's <laughs> word of the week. Literally, Mike, since you've interviewed him, I've never stopped hearing about him for one day. You're welcome, Keanu Reeves. (laughs) It's all thanks to that. But, like, he is just everywhere. I I found out today that he was in Toy Story. I had no idea. It's just this kind of swelling of goodwill towards Keanu Reeves the past, I think, since... Well, he had a really bad movie come out at the start of the year called Replicas. But since Mm. uh, the last John Wick, since John Wick Chapter 3 came out and blew up... There's just this beautiful, amazing goodwill towards him. And, you know, it's nice to see because the internet's generally a cesspit. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And it's, um, I think he's gonna he's got a few more like Bill and Ted and stuff coming up too yeah. after yeah. Toy Story. He's got a few video games yeah. coming up, of course, Yeah, he's as doing well. Cyberpunk 2077. Good God. Yeah. Always be my maybe. Have to give that a shout out. Yes. He has the best scene in it. He is so, so funny. And in, in the trailer, you only see the restaurant, but they also go back to the apartment after. It was so funny. Guys. Was so yeah. I, it finally it's a so film good. I've seen. <laughs> I, like, I was so good at it. Yeah. It's that thing of like, um, it's like extras or something. It's like, he's get to, you get to play a version of yourself. It's you can amazing, tell how yeah. much fun he's having doing it. Like. I really liked your, because I read your review of that before yeah. I watched it. And it's, I really liked it because not only is it just a really well-made, really funny, really sweet yeah. movie. It's And it's, a great review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your review made me watch it as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't try and hammer home the fact that, the, you know, these are Asian-Americans headline no. this movie. Yeah. It just is, which I is the know. way it should be. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I, saw, I watched another movie recently called Plus One, which is the same. It's just good actors in a good movie. And it's not like, hey, everybody, look at us. Yeah. We're given representation. It's yeah. just, and it's just a great movie on its own merits. Yeah, really absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, Sorry, back to Toy Story. No, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I really enjoyed this. We got like, distracted by Keanu yeah, no Reeves. Reeves. He plays, the character he plays, Duke Boom. like every scene he's in, he absolutely steals it. Like, And he's so funny in it as well. And like, and again, it's that thing, of, like that thing that Keanu Reeves does really well, I think, is that he's able to kind of bring a level of, I don't want to say innocence, <laughs> but like there's just... There's he interview. does have an innocence. I guess he does him. a bit. I guess he does a bit. It's wholesomeness. He's always like, you're always so happy to That's see. That's he'll shoot you in the fucking face, though. <laughs> Completely. Like <laughs> I, he would put my head through the wall. Yeah. But he plays this character called Duke Boom, who's like this. He's the greatest Canadian stuntman. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, but his whole thing is is that, and they kind of go into it a little bit. But he was, you know, remember those like wind up toys that they used to have in the in this in the eighties. Really, Evil Knievel. Them, Evil Knievel ones where you'd pull them back and then they they were supposed to ride forward. Yeah. The whole thing about him was was that his the guy who the the, the kid who bought him, Rishon. Um and he keeps talking about Rishon. Um, it's just the way he does it. It's the way he goes, Oh no, Rishon! Um I failed you, Rishon, and all this kind of stuff. And that's it. He's really like um unsure of himself and he's like they want him to do this big huge jump at the end of the film. Oh brilliant. And he's like, I will do it for you, Rashawn. And he like yeah. drives and then spoiler makes... territory. I am getting in yeah, spoilers, am I? Yeah, but um, shame on you. No, I, I, I no. It's it's like the whole time I was watching this, I was like, I'm really, really enjoying this. It's really, really funny. Uh, Key and Peel are in it. Okay, uh, they play the fluffy toys in it, and they're fantastic in it. Like, oh, it's great to see them two back together. Yeah, yeah. this is it. Yeah, because like, yeah, that's it. Like, like it. It was. Every character that was introduced, I was like, I'm really glad they're here. I really enjoy this. I really... You really do like their company at this Completely, stage, yeah. yeah, completely. And that's it. It's familiar. That's why it would kind of compare it to being more of an encore as opposed to say something Is like... Is it not too familiar then, though? Like, I mean, the third one had, the, like, the Ken yeah. characters and, like, the other kind of, you know... Yeah, ancillary characters yeah, yeah, yeah. you're delighted to spend yeah. time with. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. But I mean, what Toy Story 4 was, was about, this is, like, the story of Andy and this is Andy now becoming an adult and leaving his toys behind and going on to something else. Yeah. And this just picks up with the little kid like a couple of years later. Like, Bonnie. So, Bonnie, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I enjoyed it. Like, I, I, the whole time I was watching it, this is really fun. I really enjoy these characters. It's not overstaying its welcome. If you know, okay, kind of brilliant. It's not yeah. like going like, oh God, we're going to make another Huge. three more out of this. This is like the end of it. What I do you think. actually think? Will they? Will I don't think going? they should. And they've said as much as well. Like Pixar said that they're not going to make any more sequels from mm. their existing ones. They're like they did Incredibles 2 and they've done Toy Story 4 and that's it now. Not really? Yeah. yeah. And that makes sense. I think that makes sense because their Pixar's strength has always been when they create original ideas like Inside Out and Up. Yeah. They work when they're one and done like. Mm. And yeah. that's what you want. Like yeah. that's what you, because you know animation franchises are easy enough like Jesus you do enough of them and it ends up like fucking ice age like, yeah no exactly shit, like. yeah. so better to do something like this where it's like this is it now this is your last kind of run of the dice your last run of the whatever yeah and it's almost like their their restraint is a real correct. cure to correct. the amount of franchises yeah. coming out absolutely. absolutely I don't know if I love the because the trailer for their latest one Onward has come out and I don't know if I love the look of it um, mm. now it's with Chris Pine and Tom Holland which kind of has Chris more Pratt excited. oh Chris Pratt yeah oh sorry Chris Pratt the Chris's are interchangeable they are they are a bit and, Chris and especially when it's their uh, voices but yeah. name anyway. as many Chris's as you can in 10 seconds okay Chris Evans Chris Hemsworth uh, Chris, Chris Pine Chris, Chris Tucker uh, Chris Green, Chris Green hey. uh, Christopher Reeve okay 
I just stopped counting. You just stopped counting. Thanks. But you made me lose my train of thought. Yeah, I don't know if I loved the look of that, but I will say in its defense that I remember when the first trailer for Up came out. Yeah. I was like, it's a house with balloons. Like, what is this? And then it ended up being like one of the most emotional, completely heart wrenching films that Pixar has produced. I think if if Pixar are going to keep making or make another Toy Story sequel, I don't think it really matters whether they should or they shouldn't. I think it just needs to. Be good. Um, it needs to stand the test of time. Yeah. Yeah. These stories can affect people in an original way and they can keep doing that with the Toy Story universe and then keep doing it. Yeah. You know, some are obviously singular. You're not going to make an up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't think they're, they're short not? Of, I don't think they're short of originality anyway. No, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And like I, like I said, like when you're watching this, like they... There is a good reason for it to exist. Brilliant, yeah. So I really enjoy. What do you use? Here's a question for all of you: Would you actually go to the cinema to watch this? I'd actually oh, yeah, love for to. Sure. Yeah, Would yeah. you? Go, I'm going to see it on Saturday morning. Oh, well, you you're mad for go. the uh, yeah, but you, you're going to bring your yeah, you're going to bring your your like sister. If, like. if she'll come, otherwise I'll go to it anyway. I mean, but like if this had gotten poor reviews, I would have said, you know what, I'm going to leave it at Toy Story three because I don't want this film to ruin Be it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but because it's gotten such good reviews, I'm like, no, I want to. I want to see it. You know, I love the Toy Story films. So if that story can continue and it's doing so in like a really kind of, you know, emotional, authentic way, then by all means, yeah, I'd go see it. It's there. Yeah, dead right. What about you, Owner Nan? Exactly that. I forgot that like uh, the first Toy Story, actually, I actually was a child. Yeah. It's it's spanned ages. Like it's actually really good. So many people have grown up with those movies. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like, and uh, it it promises to be a real romp. (laughs) I'll never stop saying that. So uh, we've also potentially got Brightburn here. Yes, uh, Brightburn. So this was... Oh, sorry, but I, was, sorry, I saw you reviewed this and you was really disappointed. I really wanted this yeah. to be good. Yeah. I really liked the trailer and the concept. Me and, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I love the idea. I love the concept. I love the fact that it was James Gunn's first uh producer credit after he got thrown off Guardians of the Galaxy and then subsequently got back on like yeah. I was really called it anyway sorry well. you did call it to be fair that is fair you did call it but like you did thanks on remains not in the way thanks on podcast hang on I want to I want to clear this up for a second there was no way you have to re- admit at oh, the time no, you can't go back into this no does you start you start so you'll finish hurry up go on alright uh, Brightburn um, it is terrible it is really, really bad. Give like, us a synopsis. It's basically the story of Superman. It is literally like the story Superman of Superman. If it was a horror, correct? Kind of, yeah. That's, that's what ba- I was getting. Yeah, that's basically it. So it's uh, an alien craft crash lands. Uh, Elizabeth Banks and the guy from the office are this kind of—I forget his name, Dave. Something. He's Pam, Pam's fiance. In the Pam's fiance oh, in the yeah. office. What's He's his name? Kind of made a comeback. He did, well, he did that video with John Krasinski. He did a video yeah. with the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah, they're a married couple in rural Kansas, literally the same state that Superman is in. <laughs> been trying to have a baby, can't have a baby, pull the baby out of the alien, uh, alien craft. Is this it's, copyright infringement? I, I, see, like, this is it. The whole time I was watching it, I was like, I think they're going to be sued. Um, and then when he gets to the age of 12, his powers start to manifest. Yeah. But... Already he's a bit of an odd child and he already has some kind of problems and people think he's weird and, you know... <laughs> Much well, like the, the guts alien. we were talking about earlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, this, it's just... The whole time I was watching it was like, you've got a really good concept here. It's really smart. Like, what would, what would happen if Superman was bullied as a child? How would he react? Like, how would that cool, actually yeah. make him... He'd rise above a point. Well, that's it. I mean, that's the whole idea, isn't it? The idea is that Superman is supposed to be the best of us all. 
But in Brightburn... What if it's th- just some weirdo? What if it's just some weird <laughs> kid who really takes butter? Yeah, no, but that's it. That's really... It's such a great concept when you I say I should have like written that. a script. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. That, yeah, you should have. I could have written a better... Between the four of us here, we probably could have come up with a better script. Really? It is so obvious. At no point does it any way kind of shock you or mm. give you anything that you didn't already expect. And, you know, like... If you're going to have an interesting concept like this, you've got to be able to say more about it than just this. Because, like, you know, the whole idea with Superman was was that it was about immigrants coming to America and that by joining together with America, they can become stronger for themselves. And yeah. the idea of that, like, you know, the idea just that, like, by by being around other people, they can become better. But Brightburn doesn't do that. Brightburn... Well, Sorry for interrupting no, no, that's the whole thing with Superman where he's almost a Jesus like figure. Oh yeah, they did that so, in Man of yeah. Steel. I'm yeah. saying I'm going back to like the oh, comic yeah. books. And was, that, was that not an overall theme with Superman as well? He he's this greater savior. power. Yeah, yeah, I suppose there was an element of that. Yeah. I mean like Man of Steel. So, so Brightburn should have went pure Satan then, no? Correct. Yeah. yeah, that was it. The idea of that he could have been great, but instead he went evil. In Brightburn, it's literally he got pushed around a few times, he got slapped by a few kids, and he just went nuts. It's and a bit kind of I'm getting like kind of carry undertones. Correct. As well. yeah. Yeah. yeah, correct. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the one I was kind of equating it more towards was like, um, Lindsay, uh, Lynn Ramsey's. Uh, we need to talk about Kevin. The okay. idea yeah. of that yeah, yeah. this kid was fundamentally fucked up from the start. Mm. And the just, omen or something. Yeah, the omen. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, the idea that this kid was actually evil to begin with, which. It's not really that. Do they go into the alien background? A little bit, a little bit, yeah. Like there's a whole thing of he keeps hearing this voice that's coming from the machine. The machine tells him to take the world. Um, but he's from a planet of pricks. Basically, yeah, that's it. That's basically it, yeah. And that you know, uh, it's just the whole time. And is it? Watching. It just starts to flag, or it's like it's there, got trouble from the start. It's got trouble from the start. Like I mean, the idea of it is is strong. That's a really good idea. Superman, but what if he was evil? But it's directed in such a flat way. Like, they never once allow atmosphere to kind of build up. Mm-hmm. And, like, such... So many of the things are such kind of signposts. Mm-hmm. As in, like, literally the opening scene is Elizabeth Banks walking through the house, whistling for him because they play this hide-and-seek game. And you just know when they do that. Mm-hmm. That's going to be right. There's going to be a creepy whistle in about exactly. an hour. Exactly. Yeah. It's like an hour later, we're going to have some sort of creepy thing. Like, Jesus, would you? And like, it's, oh, you know, we told you to stay out of the barn. I wonder what's in the barn. Like, fuck's sake. Like, what are you? Formulaic. Like, formulaic to the Jesus. And like, you know, I, you know, James Gunn is a really smart director and a really, really good writer. You only need to look at the reboot he did of Dawn of the Dead, Slither, uh, Super, that one he did with Ray Wilson. He can do smart... Super is, great. Sub- yeah. Super is a really underrated film. He can do really smart, subversive, yeah. really... He just produced this, all right? His brother's wrote it. That's it. Yeah, one of his That's wrote it. it. And you kind of would have... Oh, really? And his his other brother uh, is one of the producers on Real Time with Bill Maher. Correct. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Brian yeah. Gunn. Talented family. Yeah. yeah, a really talented family. Yeah, the four of them. Like, there's four right. brothers. And Sean Gunn is the actor as well. Um... I had such hopes for this. That's, I think, the problem with this. Yeah. I had really high hopes. For this. Yeah. yeah, I had huge hopes for this, and it didn't meet fucking one of them. And I'm really was really really upset. So I so. think like I had a similar experience when I saw The Curse of La Llorona earlier yes. this year, 
Um, that because if you read my review, because Brian reads my I reviews, do. Um, oh, no, but I mean, old. I got a very similar thing when I was watching it. In that, I knew exactly how yeah. it was going to play out, sure. and even like when all the jump scares were coming, I was like, "She's going to appear in the window now," and then she does. And when yeah. that happens, and you guys know I'm a complete wimp when it comes to horror movies, but when you lose that aspect of having a sense of tension. suspense and mm. tension and being surprised, then there's really nothing kind of enjoyable to the horrors, especially when there's nothing kind of that interesting going on thematically because like you said it's the concept is there but if you can't bring anything to it other than that original concept like what is there to enjoy you in know, it what sure. Pet Cemetery yeah. recently was the same there's like trucks whiz past like about eight times like alright somebody's gonna get hit by a truck yeah. yes. just get there already yeah. Yeah. but I think that's why Ari Aster's films Hereditary and now Midsummer, are getting like such a good reception it's because like you're watching them and you don't know what's gonna happen you know it's gonna be something crazy and messed up yeah. but you've no idea what's it's gonna not, come that's around not the just, corner that's not just horror either I went to see um, Late Night last week oh, yeah. because you on the basis like of the because yeah. on the basis of the strong reviews and the basis of Mandy Kaling being awesome I would have thought you would have really enjoyed oh, I it thought yeah. you would, I, I thought it would have been right up your alley I hated it really oh. it was so on the nose and forced and you can't have a movie with these supposedly funny people these iconic funny people who are terribly unfunny in the movie and mm. then have nobody references it's just it was so signposted and forced I can't, Amazon paid like 12-13 million dollars for it wow. at Sundance and it's mm. bombing now mm. but I think it's one of those it's one of those movies that people feel like they need to like or that they should have liked yeah, and it just because it's so and that's done it, to, but yeah, but that's done it no favors because when it was on when it was released on two screens in New York or something it had a huge per screen average, and then when it went wide, it lost its bollocks. Yeah, because it's not something that you know people aren't stupid. Yeah, for the most part. So I think, yeah, but I mean, just it, the other thing I would say about Late Night as well was was that I think it's very inside. As in, you'd have to be a bit of a comedy nerd. Like, you have to really... I think it so. It can still be funny, though. It can still be funny. No, completely. It can still be funny. But I think the thing of, like... You know, they make a lot of references to late-night comedy tropes. Sure. And unless you're in that world or watch a lot of them or mm. know a lot about it or are interested in it, it's going to lose. Yeah. But at the same time, if it didn't do well in the States, they are that audience that yeah. will oh, yeah, get totally. that, surely. You it's know? hardly going to so, work here, yeah. yeah. Did yeah. they do much promo for it in Ireland? Not really, no. Yeah. I don't think it was. It was a small enough distribution. I mean, I, I think, mean, I yeah. saw I saw a few posters for it on the side of buses and stuff like that, and I think. But it's just it was it is yeah. it is quite niche in terms it is of that very, late night American vibe. Yeah. It was just it, that doesn't mean that you couldn't have had funnier characters Correct. in it. Like Hugh Dancy plays this Hugh Dancy plays this stand up comedian, it's like the Thario stand up comedian, and you're like. What? Yeah. That is the worst casting <laughs> ever. He's like the poshest English guy. Don't be wrong, good actor. Like you really, really good, really good in the Hannibal series. Not Hannibal. What was it? Yeah, no Hannibal. Yeah, yeah really yeah, good in the Hannibal series. Saw a couple of episodes of that, and I like him in general. But anyway, it's just yeah, that yeah. whole. You cannot be too obvious in yeah. any form because it needs to be some semblance of nuance. Because again, people aren't stupid, yeah. and word gets around when something is bad. Yeah. Just while we're on the topic of giving shout outs to movies that have been out uh, the last few weeks, just because we've been off. Oh um, yeah. The air oh, for yeah. a few weeks. Have to give a shout out to Booksmart. It's oh, brilliant. Oh, yeah. It is so, so funny. Like, 
press screenings, like we've talked about this before, it's really hard to laugh out loud at press screenings when like it's a big room with just a few people kind of dotted here and there. But it was genuinely one of those rare screenings where everyone was just laughing all through it. Like, it, was, it was just yeah. so good. Yeah. I have to go. I want to go see it again. Actually, yeah. it's been a few weeks. I, I had, a, too. Um, yeah. I had yeah. a few small reservations about it. I thought it was too. I I couldn't get super bad out of my head the whole yeah. time. It's such an, it's, it's such, such a formulaic odyssey. And I think and I think they kind of leaned into it as well with Jonah Cast and Jonah Hill's sister. sister, who's great in it. Yeah, she is brilliant. It's like that, and I think we're like my three favorite movies of the year have been obviously John Wick Three, <laughs> yeah, obviously <laughs> uh, Eighth Grade Eighth and Booksmart. Yeah, I thought it was just they're just totally perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Olivia yeah. Wilde is an incredible director for she's so movie. She's so good. So assured. So I think what will happen there is, you know, that hasn't done that well. They'll yeah, all kick on. Yeah, that's another one that unfortunately didn't do great at the really? box office, which is yeah. such a shame because it has something like 99% Rotten Tomatoes. No, like it was just getting widespread, huge acclaim and just no one went to it. Yeah, yeah. because it got day and day released in, in America. It was a Netflix film. I don't are no, you sure? No, I think it, it was yeah, it was released, no, it was released it was and released it just didn't do it. It made like yeah. twenty million dollars at the box office. I thought it was I thought it was like a Netflix film. Obviously not. No. I was nearly sure that it was like a uh, it was like a day and date release for Are Netflix. you thinking of like extremely wicked? Because no. I know that was released on Netflix. No, Booksmart was I'm pretty certain that was a Netflix day and date thing. No in the US. Mm, I don't it didn't get so. released in Ireland though. No, it wasn't. You're wrong. Move on. I'm gonna Ryan. Okay. Why? I'm going to get, I'm going to get hang on a sec. I'm going to get I feel get, like you're thinking of another comedy that I hang on a sec. No, Brian, you still have been made of the fact that it hasn't done that well at the box office and it's so good. Hang so, on. Yeah. I am getting Let's hang on a sec, my Brian figures out that he's wrong. No Should we do Pure dead air space? Pure, <laughs> just complete dead air. I just, I, I, I swear to God. His dad no, I'm, I'm really turned serious. off. I'm, my dad was turned off because I didn't want my phone to go. No, oh, hang actually, on. actually, I did tell him. She made me do it. Yeah, D made me do this. Hang um, on. It's fine. Doing a bang up job on Renan yeah. hosting the show. Should I be lassoing him? Yeah, you just, you just have to um, teach po- me. poke him a little bit, then let D give him actual uh. facts. And then he'll riff, and then it comes back around yes, again. Yes, yes, Okay. Okay, I was right. I was right. It was released wide in the United States on May 24th. It was also released in France on Netflix the in same France? day. You said America. What are you talking about? I was partially right. No, you weren't. I'm calling this a partial <laughs> no, victory. I'm calling this a partial victory. You're hanging on by Thank a thread. You. Oof. Got a cinematic release in Serbia. <laughs> so, you know, technically I was right. I Books like it was a Netflix film, okay? Yeah, it sure. was a Netflix film. Yeah. I'm, I'm, take, I'm taking this victory. I'm taking this victory. Are there any other reviews you guys want to squeeze in? For the no, last but I do want to point out nobody can see it. Brian's wearing a denim shirt and he's got too many buttons open. What? You've done this. You look like you've Kevin Costner they made kind a western like, in Portland. Are they fastener buttons? They, they look are like ivory buttons. But it's very, it's really warm in here, so I'm just like kind of open it just to try. Kind it's of. It's very disturbing. Oh, can you deal with this? <laughs> You're I'm in charge. enjoying it. It's okay because from my <laughs> angle, it's kind of closed. It's just a little bit. Stop, stop. Yeah. Where's it's the bell? It's a good thing we've lost the visual it? element. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really couldn't have come soon enough. All right, we're about ready to wrap it up, so I suppose. I mean, uh, Mike Sheridan, it's your final film show. How right. do you feel? Uh, grand. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel? <laughs> I, don't really, I don't really know what to say. Owen will do a great job. He did a great job when he hosted performance film. film. Did a great you. job today. Oh, um, cheers. And I think, well, you were, well, you were Debatable. Actually, well, you were actually comedically gifted. Like you, you were an actual professional comedian who was funny for a living. I always feel real pressure then. To uh, no, but it's like they say that, don't they? <laughs> Let me say one of my trademarks. No, but they do that with, um, apparently, uh, was that Eddie Murphy got super annoyed at Chris Rock when he did the SNL 40 celebration because uh, Chris Rock introduced him as this is the funniest man of all time. Oh, yeah. And Eddie Murphy came out and went, hello, hey, bye. bye. And everybody's like, oh. How about airplane food? No, but I think, I think yeah. given time, 
Um, oh, absolutely. And when, and when you can prepare stuff and actually, you know, do that type of sketch comedy that you did so well before, I think it's going to be very funny. Thank just have to you. shut Brian up for long enough to get anything <laughs> yeah. across. You have my help with that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. We'll get it, him to perfect that soundboard. It's a, it's a two absolutely. person job. And if he if he grows his hair out like that again and is clean shaven, Bam. you have to point out the Arlene Foster thing. You I have will to happily continue to keep you going. You have to early. point that out. I actually tried losing a bit of weight so that when I did shave off my beard, there was nothing to do with you about your weight. It was just purely. Charlene based weight loss yeah like I was cause she's like, a great motivator so. yeah she's it I was really like <laughs> gotta like you know gotta get on the treadmill do 45 minutes on the treadmill really burn the fat off so yeah. it doesn't look like I've got that under chin Sh- that shake that shake that unionism off you on the treadmill completely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah totally yeah. cash for ash if I can <laughs> I just said I couldn't think of a joke about it <laughs> good joke though good topical political fat for ash I don't know what I don't um <laughs> Yeah, so... Um, Have you anything nice to say? About, I will, like, I was going to... I actually, I, actually, I, could, I, know, I can I'm see not, your sincerity. No, I don't, no I'm, I'm getting sincere, if I can be sincere. You DM me an abusive message on Instagram. Like, <laughs> I did, actually, this is true. You called me fat! I did, this is true. I actually did, and I used the C word as well. It was, he, he put up a video of himself eating, it was like, yeah, you fat. <laughs> and I Which, th- to be fair, I've altered onto you. Yeah, so. like, yeah, like, to be fair, the amount of abuse you've sent me over the years, like, I mean, if I was to sue this company... It's DUP related. Oh, it's all, all of it. It's like, like, well, Mike's not here anymore, so <laughs> we, we can't. You need bring to take that up with somebody else. No, but, yeah. and I and I said, I if I could be sincere for a moment, and I genuinely mean this, I would not be here doing this job if it wasn't for you, and I really do mean that. And if it was to ever win an award, you'd be the first person I'd have to thank because I wouldn't have this. Oh, job. now I'm rooting for you, Brian. <laughs> I'm just saying no, but I'm being deadly serious. Like I, I, I really like you were the one that brought me in to do this, and I am will be eternally grateful genuinely and appreciative for it so i really really do thank you for this and thank you for doing the show and thanks for giving me advice over the years and i'm very very appreciative and i'm really i i genuinely am i know as much as we like slag each other and on a daily basis and you the amount of abuse you give me keeps you up <laughs> <laughs> I ge- no, I'm genuinely serious. I am really, 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 really going to miss you, and I hopefully you'll come back to the show at some point. Yeah, anytime you want. Thanks, Emil. No, I'm gen- like I'm genuinely because for anybody who doesn't know, I've been I've been on Owen's team. I've been managing Owen and Charlotte for yeah. and the, the video production team. So I've been kind of there with the entertainment.ie team, but not really. So now it's like it's like you're kind of properly leaving. It was all one company. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And because you stuck around with us to do the film show, which I always meant uh, so much to us. Yeah. I have to say, you know? not at all. And I think, um, I think you, I'll always go back to that. You weren't there on at the time, but that <laughs> that second floor and Great Strand Street oh and just God. the weird shit. The we Dream came out Factory. With. <laughs> yeah, what the, the halcyon factory. days of entertainment. It was one of those. We just at the time we were all like, Ugh. but then you look back and you're like, oh, we're actually so nostalgic when we look back. Yeah. At it. Oh. Uh, it was because like I mean that place was such a shithole of an office and yet God, that was. The f- <laughs> I'm just, I know. I, I, it, it was that was the dream factory. You like old asses, yeah. <laughs> the golden age. I know, yeah. Like DJ Miller coming in and wrecking the gaff. Uh, oh, I remember like, that. I was drunk. I was sick that day. You weren't sick. I wanted. <laughs> I oh, hang on. We're gonna ha- do this right now. He was saying something no, so nice. I'm gonna put a nail in it. I am gonna nail this now. You were not fucking sick that day. You just didn't want to handle that shit. Admit it here I and have, now. Admit it here I and now. Have, I, Admit it here and now. You were not sick that day. You knew that was going to be a fucking car crash and you threw me on the bus. I, I arranged for him to come in. So why would I do that? <laughs> because you just knew it was going to be a... I, you weren't sick that day. I know you weren't There's sick. There's a glint right. in so the... Maybe it, was one of, maybe it was a test. 
you know, to see how you. And I failed yeah. he was a, because he was a nightmare to interview. Like he literally. Ah, no, did. he was good crack. I was you there. Learned. I was there as well. Remember you were. To support to you. He kept on saying women aren't funny, which kind of bummed me. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. remember there was that's like, like a train wreck. Oh no, it, just, it was. It was like I, it's I on. You can watch it. Yeah, watch yeah. It. I haven't seen it's this. Not like I don't a know, it's, there. Yeah. it's so bad. Like it was. It kind of so felt bad. like we were watching a stand-up routine, and yes. somehow Brian and I had ended up standing awkwardly on the stage, slightly behind him. <laughs> And we didn't know how to leave That's the stage. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. And you remember, like we had that crappy little audience as well. Like there was like like literally the, the half the half the office basically the, came up. Okay. Oh, no, it, it, came was, up. it was the whole office. It was just only half the people were in that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you like, meant like a ticketed audience. No, Jesus, people no. paid for this. Yeah. Jesus Christ, no, 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 no. Like half the office came up to watch T.J. Miller do a set and bomb, basically, no. and we were just like. Oh God, he's still. How do we shut him up? How do we? Sh- and like his PR actually literally had to pull him off the seat and get him onto the next. Do, yeah, because he he was doing like promo all that all day. over yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. It was for the uh, Vodafone company. Yeah, and we oh, were like, of course, it was um, matter. I, like, I thought it was gas. I thought it was great. That's, an, ex- that's an experience, exactly. Right? It is. Yeah. So that was the golden age that you. Yeah, that was it. That was TJ Miller just going off and stuff. And the two lads been like, really uncomfortable. Do we just stop talking? Can we cut this? How does this work? So yeah. And what about you, Mike? Any other film show highlights? Ah, there's loads, and it's not just the film show it's just like I was the editor I was back because I was in, I was in Jodari for a couple of years I was originally the film guy I went to Jodari where, where we got you from absolutely Thanks for coming yeah on. I've defected and, over the world and I was the editor of entertainment.e for four years so we always tried to be innovative and we always tried to I think to do the best were kind of what we had and then Packed House came on board and all those guys and actually put some resources and stuff into it so I just want to see it go from strength to strength and uh, I, I'm sure it will oh. here we go now oh. I can't wait to see in the cinemas and stuff like that before films Sound funny stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You'd be great at that. Can't wait. Wait, wait, no, wait. That was something else. <laughs> I'll have to do a big zany dance. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, sure. You sign us off. See you soon. If I get hit by a car, play this back. <laughs> Die young. Anyway, take it easy. <laughs> See <ya>. <laughs> <laughs>